0: Thank you. Hello and welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. I am Elvis, your host, and I'm here to let you know that this is a Not Safe for Work podcast. We're teachers at the end of the week, but really the end of our ropes, and we'd like to be able to talk honestly and openly about teaching without having to worry about losing our jobs. So we'll be using pseudonyms throughout the podcast. I'd like to start by thanking all of the patrons over at Patreon for supporting us. That's right, for as little as five to ten dollars a month, you can become a patron of Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. That gives you access to lots of unlisted, unheard content. We have over 100 different episodes, special features, all kinds of things on the Patreon that you will be able to download exclusively. We also have watch parties. We have an amazing Facebook group where you get to chat with the hosts. It's pretty awesome. So sign up for our Patreon and do it now. And of course, then you get to hear your name listed. A big thank you to Mistress Mischief, Natasha S., Miss Anthropy, Princess Buttercup, Dragon Lady, Sundiel, Kelsey, Nicole B., Shannon E Helena C Aaron B Stephanie S Maggie M Texas Teacher Kristen Miss Sunshine Hattie F James and Allie J Jody D Samantha D Lisa C Rachel Jen Genie, Exhausted Band Director Kimberly K Kim K Jessica A Swiffle F Owners Amanda F Ariana L Physics Runner Steph Science Teach 17 Michael M William P Aldridge T La Scorpionita Britt M Iron Swine Noel R. Teresa H. Biker Teach, Marsha M. Christina B. Kristen B. Jason F. Amber H. Abby B. Sarah B. Regina N. Josie S. Sam B. Lucy P. Mary E. Jamie B. Red Violin, Kristen W. Vanessa J. Mary C. RJR, Kristen C. Johanna H. Space Panties, Irma A. Nimi, Melissa M. and Sarah N. Thank all of you guys so much. I'd also like to thank our sponsor at Ludlam Dramatics. If you are a theater teacher or know one in your building, go to Ludlam Dramatics and you can get all kinds of resources for your classroom. There is jack shit for theater teachers if you go to the teacher store. So go to LudlamDramatics.com and you can have everything just shipped to you. It is amazing and beautiful. Teachers, check it out. Well, theater teachers. Anyway, I'd like to thank all of those people, our hosts, the patrons, everybody, I feel like I've been talking for a super long time and I have. All right. We um yeah, we're we're doing a rerun this week because I am on vacation, and I got to go to Las Vegas, I got to hang out with space panties, and I just want to take some time for me, so I did not record a podcast episode this week. We will be back next week with new stuff, and of course, if you want to hear more, join the Patreon. There's so much you could download in there. It's remarkable. All right, my friends, this episode is from, oh, it's before pandemic, it's almost two years ago, episode 22. I hope you guys enjoy it. Cheers.
1: Lisa Marie.
0: (laughs) All right, thank you, and welcome to Teacher Needs a Drink podcast episode number 22. All right, spring break is just a couple of weeks away. We are almost there. Hold it together. Keep breathing.
2: Incident that happened today, names are made up. I had to take up Nancy's phone because she was using it during class while they should have been working on an assignment. She appeared to be taking a video. (laughs) She willingly gave up the phone when I asked for it, and I placed it on my desk. However, after a few minutes of assisting students with their math, I came back to my desk and noticed that the phone was no longer there. I assume that on the way to or from the restroom, Nancy grabbed it. I quickly announced to the class that the phone was missing, and I know it was taken off my desk when I was helping someone. Nancy remarked that she would no longer give her phone to a teacher when they asked for it again because they can't keep up with it. Oh, oh Nancy going to die. <laughs> <laughs> this comment, by the way, made it so easy for me to do what I was about to do. I gave her a chance to come clean if she knew anything about it, and she chose not to give me anything. I told Nancy if she gave me the number, then I could call it. She replied, saying she doesn't know it. I assured her that we'd find it, and I proceeded to call Mom. Oh. While I was dialing, I noticed Amber walking away from the area Nancy was to the bookshelves by the door, where she started rifling through the books. Evidently, Nancy passed the phone to her so Amber could hide it. (laughs) During class, I explained the situation to Mom and that Nancy knows something about it and won't tell me to which Nancy didn't deny. Then I asked Mom for the number. She gave it to me. I called, and the ring came from the bookshelf, of course. Shock, shock, shock. After class, I turned it into the office, and Nancy immediately recovered it by paying the fee. Then I wrote an office referral because she grabbed it off my desk, and it caused a disruption. I knew that calling Mom would disrupt the class, but I get so tired of students wanting to play me for a fool, and I just wanted everyone in this class to know that I won. For the record, no one breathed a word in that class for a whole 10 minutes after the incident. Yes, I love you, Mr. Phillips.
1: I'm proud of you, sir.
2: This is from the Reddits,
3: and it reminds me of I think when I was in high school, we also read Romeo and Juliet freshman year. Do you bite your thumb at me, sir? (laughs) (laughs) And I remember doing this as a freshman, so it made me giggle. I will never tire of freshman and Romeo and Juliet. I get so pumped and enjoy it so much, but more than anything, I adore watching my little freshmen run around the halls biting their thumbs at each other and shouting, Do you quarrel, sir? <laughs> it makes my literary heart proud.
0: Now, I remember doing that uh-huh. freshman or sophomore year with uh, my buddy Craig in the hallways, like, I bite my thumb at you. Do you bite, bite your, your thumb, thumb at me, yeah, sir? I do yeah. you bite
2: my thumb, sir, but not at you, sir. Sparkles, I'm still, you got I'm still shaking for us? my head. Out yes, actually.
1: Um, it's something that Mr. Sparkles and I read earlier today, which is there is a school district not too far from us, and they have started um, an esports academy. So, for those who don't know, esports are like video games, um, and it's actually a pretty booming business. Um, esports generated a billion dollars uh, last year. Um, and so there's different competitions for different games and it's it's structured like sports so you have like a team and a coach and managers so they're not teaching the kids how to play video games but what they are teaching them is things that they can use to go into the business of esports so like cybersecurity and animation and a lot of our kids are interested in video games and if we're teaching them valuable skills while also allowing them to play video games fucking why not? I basically played video games in 8th grade in a career technology class
3: you would go every week you would go to Different um, rotation, and one rotation was basically The Sims, where you could just build houses the whole time. And I so badly wanted to be an architect because of that game. Yes. Spoiler alert: I'm not an architect, but it's because they gotta know lots of math.
0: Yes.
1: (laughs) It's a great way to engage with kids, and there might be some kids who kind of struggle in like traditional classes because it says that they focus on like math, science, and language. Skills. Um, if you have a kid who struggles in traditional classes, and they can do this and get the same mm-hmm, mm-hmm. education, but in a way that they don't struggle with, I think that's brilliant.
0: I can see there coming a point with those games where it's not like football was, where like, oh, the reason we have sports is so we can encourage kids to come to school because they won't come to school for any other reason.
1: We yeah, look, games. nerds need a reason to come to school too. Actually, gaming's not really even a nerd I was to say, thing gamers anymore. Gamers are not nerds. Everybody no, not.
0: plays video games at this point, but not that's everybody
1: true. is a gamer. And not everybody can be a professional gamer in a billion dollar industry. They anticipate it'll be close to two billion in the next two years. That is
3: insane to me. Uh-huh. Why? Are people like sitting down watching gaming? Yes, yes. they are. Aren't yes.
2: They? Yes. Okay. yes, yes. Now, uh, Mr. Mr. O'Hare watches. He watches Twitch. There's and a whole speed freaking, runs on YouTube. And yeah, all
1: kinds there's of a things. fucking esports arena up here. They're doing uh, these
0: awesome drone races at some of the abandoned malls where, since there's no Ooh. one really in the malls, they have these high tech where they wear pretty much drone eye views but they have to go through these obstacle courses that and it's sounds these terrifying really intense and competitions. Fun. I was oh, going to say, I
2: would watch that. Yeah, that, yeah, sounds yeah, like, that sounds like a blast. Weekends,
0: but they do it at one of the local empty malls and they just
1: and it's awesome. I'm sorry, I missed that one. It was Thank you. Get into that Like I want to do that Like I want to play A drone race I want to do drone I want to do drones <laughs> I do drones I'm this way
0: Because I've been doing drones Since 7th grade
1: <laughs>
3: That's lit All my money That's lit <laughs> No cap. Yeet <laughs> I feel like Yeet Died a couple years ago Is that still a thing? Yeah no, It probably died Like last week That's Now why. that we know
1: R. I. about R. I. it It's Yeet.
2: dead R.I.P <laughs> By Reddit user ProllyCan'tSleep. I'm a teacher, not a miracle worker. Just starting my second year of teaching and trying to create a mindset that is more sustainable. I've been breaking my back to meet the needs of my students, and I feel like vocalizing and accepting that I'm not a miracle worker makes it sound like I'm giving up on my kids that need the most help. I most certainly don't believe that, but I've also come to the conclusion that I don't think I should feel racked with guilt if and when I fail to help a student learn what they need. Am I still motivated to do that? Yes. Is it why I became a teacher? Yes. I'm also done with the idea that teachers have to be perfect in every way in order to be considered a good teacher or even a teacher who is fit to teach. Open to all thoughts and opinions, I'm in a very demanding school environment that seems to expect testing robots of the children and ergo teaching robots of the teachers. Do I want to reach as many kids as possible? Yes. Do I want to be that breakthrough teacher? Yes. I just also think that the expectation that I need to do that with every single kid or be considered less than is not helping anyone. What are your thoughts, Bun? I get where they're coming from. Like, it's a hard realization because I think most of us go into teaching definitely wanting to be, like they said, that breakthrough teacher. But around, yeah, around year two, you have that realization that you're not gonna be Mr. Holland to every single kid that walks Mm. into your room. I think an analogy that somebody that helped me kind of get over that kind of disillusionment was the metaphor of it being like a plant somebody you might plant a seed and then maybe on later on somebody else waters it and then Mm -hmm. maybe on somebody else tends it and then maybe the harvest doesn't come till years later so maybe you're just the person watering the seed maybe you're just maybe you're planting the seed and somebody else waters it later maybe you don't get to see the end result But you try not to get disillusioned by the fact that you're not getting through to every single kid because maybe you're watering the seed. Maybe you're not you're just not the one seeing the harvest. Right. Mm-hmm. When well,
1: I think people forget, like, we teachers were only human and our kids are only human and nice. there are people my age who I just don't mesh with and that doesn't mm-hmm. mean they're a bad person or I'm a bad person. Just something in our personalities don't match and that's true for kids too because kids are just human beings and so sometimes you have personalities that just don't mesh well and in an mm-hmm. ideal world it wouldn't matter and we'd be able to get past that but um it can be difficult you might be trying to connect with the kid in a way that they don't connect with other people. Right. You don't know them well enough to know how to get around that. You know what I mean? So we have to let them be human beings and we have to be human beings and it sucks that you can't be the perfect teacher for every kid, but you can be the perfect teacher for some of them and that's that's important. Sometimes if you can just find the one or two kids or even
0: small group that you can make a connection with that mm-hmm. will help you get through. Even if it's you have that one good class in the day, like okay. Everything else might be a struggle, but I have this one class. I look forward. I can work with these kids. That goes a really long way in getting you through the day. It's like, okay, I've mm-hmm. got this class. This will be fun. This is it. It's not quite as hard because I'm enjoying it. Mm-hmm. But I really like that analogy. Sometimes you don't mm-hmm. get to see the harvest, but you get to plant the seed. I like that mm-hmm. a
3: lot. Well, and kind of to go along with your plants, my mom has told me my entire life that people are like plants, and they're all different, and you know, bloom where you were planted. And I remember growing up. I had different teachers who some, like you said, didn't mesh well with, and they didn't teach a way that I understood. Mm-hmm. So kids all learn differently. Teachers mm-hmm. all teach differently. Mm-hmm. You can't expect to reach every
2: kid the same way. You mm-hmm. just can't. That's just putting too much on you. And if someone expects that from you, they're crazy. The yeah. other analogy I heard is... It's like flavors of ice cream. You're not going to be every single kid's favorite flavor of ice cream. Mint chocolate chip is freaking delicious, but it's not everybody's favorite. (laughs) See see right there. There you go. (laughs) See right there. I could eat my weight in Blue Bell mint chocolate chip ice cream. It's not. Rosie Rosé's mm-hmm. favorite, and that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with mm-hmm. chocolate chip. It doesn't mean there's anything wrong with, what I don't know, what, what flavor do you like, Rosie? Rocky Road. But yes. There's, not, there's nothing wrong with Rocky Road either. It's just, but Rocky Road's just not my favorite. There's nothing wrong with any of those flavors, but you're not going to be every kid's favorite flavor of ice cream.
0: And there are certain things that just weren't right for me at that time in my development or my mm-hmm. emotional ability. There. I remember high school, I had an amazing history teacher and she was incredible. And I just wasn't mature enough mm-hmm. already, but mm-hmm. I still remember a lot of it. And later I read some of the books that she referenced in class and I remember these lessons I'm like, holy shit. I get it now, like six years later, 10 years later. I'm like,
3: 25 years later. <laughs> you know, that
0: still happens. Yeah. I'm like, oh, she really knew what she was doing. I just wasn't quite ready for you right. or I mm-hmm. wasn't at a place. And I think it's the same for a lot of kids. Sometimes you'll leave. I mean, obviously it's not going to be 100% of the kids you teach, but you can still reach a lot. If not that day, it might sink in later.
2: I remember in seventh grade, our English teacher made us do this workbook thing every week called Joy of Vocabulary. Gross. And it was vocabulary words. And we had these quizzes and we had these assignments we had to do and everybody hated it. And we always gave her such a hard time about it. And she was like, when you get to high school, when you take the SAT, you're going to thank me. You're going to remember this. And you're going to come back and say, Miss McDonald, you were right. We we learned and we remembered these words. And everybody's like, yeah, right, Miss McDonald, whatever. And damn it, if she wasn't right. <laughs> I remember seeing words doing SAT prep and being like, damn, we learned that in Miss McDonald's class. Uh-huh. Like, I remember that word. I remember the little cartoon I had to draw to go, man, she was
3: right. You're like, dang it. Damn it, Miss McDonald. <laughs> I had a teacher similar that had SAT words, and we would like chant them in class as an entire class. And we were like, God, this guy's an idiot. But to this day, about five of those words have stuck in my head with mm-hmm. their meanings
0: because of those stupid chants. Now, just the tip, just the tip, just the tip, just the tip. (laughs) Today's tip is try to connect with each child by name and eye contact and say something personal to build them up every single day. I personally like this at least at some point every kid in your class speak to them. You might not realize that there are some teachers and kids that can go a whole day without actually Mm -hmm. connecting with anyone Mm -hmm. in the building. They can float through. Even if it's just saying, hey, how are you doing? How's your day? Like spend those four seconds, look at them, say their name when you talk to them. That also helps you remember their name and learn if you don't know them, if you have like a hundred kids a day, like I do sometimes. But that can make a world of difference in that small connection. It's like saying, hey, good job. I like that. Yeah, I like your backpack.
1: Thank you, Rosie.
0: So, from Reddit, from teacher Skinull03283 Cheers for admin that doesn't back down. Today, I walked into the office as a parent was yelling at my early elementary school principal. She, the parent, was told that her daughter could not stay at school. The little girl, who happened to have a birthday that day, had explosive diarrhea that morning at school and was sent home. Mom had taken her to the doctor, gotten a note saying that she was not contagious, and turned around and brought her directly back to school. She begged my principal to let her try to get through the day. My principal tried to let her know our policy involving diarrhea and vomiting is if she isn't contagious, she cannot be at school until she doesn't vomit or have diarrhea for at least 24 hours. Finally, after at least 10 minutes of the same statements being made over and over, the broken record technique from earlier episodes, (laughs) mom says she has to go to court today and the kid needs to be at school. The principal says, then this really isn't about your daughter, then, is it?
1: Oh, shit.
0: So, kudos to that principal for, A, sticking to it, especially Mm -hmm. something like diarrhea, because even if the doctor says it's not contagious, God knows that girl might not wash her hands and touch something and then everyone in the school well, ends up getting no a stomach bug. no teacher wants
3: to deal with that.
0: No. And I'm
3: not
2: going to have her sitting in my office for the entire day because she's pooping her pants.
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, I wish you guys could have seen the look on <laughs> Nurse Rosie Rosé's face. As Elvis was reading all of that?
3: Because the day before Christmas break, I had two parents jump up my ass because I called them about coming to pick up their kids. One was running 103 fever. Oh, God. And one was absent the day before because she was diagnosed positive with flu. And they thought, oh, it's their holiday party. You need to bring them to school. And oh, they were not happy. They were not happy. They wanted to talk to all the admin. They wanted to scream at me and tell me that I'm terrible and I'm lying and her fever's not that high.
0: And it was just... A mess. I think I was probably in about second or third grade, which probably puts me being about eight or nine at the time when I was left home at like on sick day. Okay, stay on the couch. I will call at noon during lunch, and I'll come home immediately after work. Just stay inside. Don't answer the phone. Don't answer the door.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, can't you do that? Can't you just leave your kid at home? I mean, well, one you one the-
2: like- nowadays you'd get CPS. Well, yeah, called so well, on one, you one of you know? them was a
3: parent arguing with me, telling them that I did not tell her that she had to stay home. And that there was like a fever rule. The worst part was, little girl goes, uh, Mom, I was standing right here and she did tell us that. And then I told you last night at home that I came down to school. And I was like, Oh, oh shit. Oh. <laughs> and I just looked at the mom and she was like, Have a great break. And I was like, mm-hmm, Good to you, buddy.
0: <laughs> today we have our friends, Buddy Holly and Lisa Marie, the young teenagers, here to answer questions for us. You doing all right today, buddy? Sure. Lisa Marie, how are you doing?
1: Pretty good. Y'all, we have some 80s teen slang that we know, um, and we want to know if you know it. The first one, bag your face. What does bag your face mean?
2: Getting beat up.
1: That's a good guess, Lisa Marie.
3: I thought about that, but also just like putting a bag over your face.
1: because Like, ugly. shut your face. Ding, ding, ding. Lisa Marie, got it. It literally mm-hmm. means your face is so unattractive and disturbing to me Yay. that I'd like you to wear a paper sack for my own personal comfort. I wow, love like this bag your face. Oh. <laughs> bag your face. I've been told I'm pretty. Barf me out.
2: I'm not even going to try on that one. <laughs> Lisa? What?
1: Barf, Barf me, me out. out. Barf me out. That's literally yeah. how you say it. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever watched like Breakfast Club Like any 80s movies So barf me out uh, is a reaction to a Particularly offensive comment, <laughs> remark Or piece of news Example, Janice is dating Steve Like <sighs> barf me out Yes, gag me with a spoon Yep, that's on here Gag me with a spoon Well now we know what that one means Yeah. Well what about motor Like I got a motor Car Okay, <laughs> Lisa I don't know it means I've got to go. So yeah, gotta I got a go. motor. It's so like, I got to leave. I got a jet. Like I got a motor. Or something. I was so confused. Uh, what's your damage? That's my favorite. What's your
3: problem? Ding, 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 Good ding, Good job, Lisa Marie. Good. Do you know what psych is? Yeah. Psych? Like, just kidding. Yeah, psych. But like people so still many. use psych today. Do they? Yeah. Like, still use... are
1: y'all cruising Let's for go. a bruising? Ooh, yeah. You
2: cruising for a bruising? The only reason I know that is from Teen Beach Movie. Teen Beach, Beach <laughs> Movie. Two. Oh, oh, I'm movie. So proud of you. What does it mean? I just know it from the song. Just. I don't know what it. I think it thing. means like
3: a fight, but
0: probably wrong. Ding like, ding, ding, ding. Yeah. ding 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 ding.
3: Yeah, you, got, you beat
1: up. got it. Yeah. Yeah, you could ask somebody like if you've got beef with them. Hey. Are you cruising for a bruising? Meaning, hey, are you messing with me and I'm going to kick your behind? Would you
2: like to engage in a physical altercation? In fisticuffs. Nay, nay. (laughs) I'm fine.
0: From Reddit, sometimes a nap fixes everything. Yeah. Today, one of the students was falling asleep at our morning meeting. Instead of yelling at him for something he can't control, he has shared at our share put that he has to get up at 5 a.m. to make it to school from where he had stayed with his family the night before. I had him put his head down before lunch for a 15 minute nap. After lunch, he came back refreshed and thanked me for letting him take a nap, and then he apologized for coming to school tired. This is a second grader and he has a very rough home life. The fact Mm -hmm. that he has apologized for something that I know he can't control, and the look on his face when I said, Don't be sorry, and gave him a hug was priceless. Definitely one of my proudest moments, and it wasn't even a flashy lesson. Yeah, a nap can fix everything. If they could even delay the start of school by 15 minutes or 20 minutes, that Mm -hmm. would make a world of difference for everyone. I mean, let it finish closer to the end of the work day when parents are getting off and we don't have to spend as much on aftercare.
2: Wait, what? That That makes so so much sense. Developmentally, teenagers' brains do better later in the the day. Mm -hmm. Why are we making them be functional at If a kid falls asleep in class, if it's just like a you know occasional thing, Mm -hmm. I'm usually going to let the kid sleep because if something is if it's not a regular occurrence for them then, you know, probably something crazy happened and they need sleep. And even and if, if it is, is a regular, regular occurrence. If it is a regular yeah. thing, like, hey, is everything okay? And then try to find out more about, like, what the situation is. if a kid is that tired, <laughs> mm-hmm. then...
3: Like, I had a teacher bring, angrily bring a second grader into my office because she fell asleep in class again. I said, first of all, you're not going to bring her in here where sick people are. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have her take because a nap in the nurse's office because she felt... Exactly. Well, I want you to call mom and tell her to come pick her up. And I was like...
0: <laughs> because she's sleepy? Because
3: she's sleeping in class.
0: Yeah. yeah I'm afraid that doesn't Obviously, work.
1: something yeah. is going on that she's falling asleep every day in your right. class. Mm-hmm. I do wish we would have, like a break in the school day. And this, I think, could move towards making the school day a little longer. That was like a break in the school day for everybody where we all go to a room. Like, you, students go to a classroom. Teachers are in there to supervise. And, like, we straight up, like, pre-K style, pull out some some mats or some mm-hmm. cots. No, and- because they try
0: to fill it with conferences or then some idiot couple would start, like, giving a hand job and a sleeping bag. Yeah. And the next thing you know, you wouldn't be allowed to do it anymore and nap time would be ruined
1: for no, everyone. No, no, just put
2: your head down on your desk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And or take something. a siesta. Yeah, everyone
1: when I was in hands and heads on the desk. Don't like, move your
3: hands. You, okay, if you're in a younger grade, like kindergarten, we had them all on the rug after PE When they're all like sleepy because they've like you know got a pee exercise yeah. a little. We did like yoga, which was really just like stretching, and they child's fell asleep. A little yeah, bit. child's yeah, pose, pretty much corpse pose. Yep, and they were so good to go for the rest of the afternoon.
0: joining us for another episode of Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. (laughs) Miss Rosie Rosé, thanks for joining us today. Always a pleasure. And Ms. Bunio here was good seeing you. Good to see you too. And Ms. Sparkles. I love (laughs) Wait, (laughs) (laughs)
1: let's Cheers everybody. No, redo that, redo that.
0: for joining us for Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast. Teacher Needs a Drink Podcast comes out every Wednesday. Make sure if you can to find one person and tell them about us. It's the best way to help spread the word. I'd like to thank my guests, Rosie Rose, Bunny O'Hare, and Miss Sparkles, as well as Buddy Holly and Lisa Marie. And of course, if you have something you'd like to tell us about, go ahead and tag us on Instagram or Facebook, or you can hit our website, Podcast.com and hit us through the contact page. I said hit us a lot of times. Uh, make sure you check check. Check out our sponsor, letthemdramatics.com. Follow, subscribe, leave a review, and that's all for now. Bye.
2: Where's the beef?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Be sure to chip your waitress.
2: I'll be here all night.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's what it means now. Share the burger, yo. (laughs) Right?